0: So, did anybody come up with anything, anything that's speaking to your heart? One word that you want to share? Forgiveness. (laughs) Okay. Love. Patience. And I heard something else. Nancy? One more. Grace. Grace. Okay, let's see what happens. I was guided to do that, and let's see how it shows up in this talk. So in September, after my talk, I got a lot of great feedback. Everyone loved it. But there was one comment, which was, that talk was so great, but there were about six talks in that one talk. Like You could pull six talks out of it. I was like, oh, okay, and so I asked a couple other people, and they were like, yeah, you probably could. So I immediately went to my next talk, which was going to be in November, to see what my talk title was, to see if it was something that I touched upon in September. And the talk title for November was Forgive and Forget, and I was like, oh, boy. I, it was, first of all, it was amazing to me was that in July, when I picked the talk, Forgive and Forget, that the God in me knew that my September talk was going to hit upon something that I was going to have to re-talk about in November. And then, shortly after, I realized that was my talk title, something happened in my life, something significant that I had to forgive. Yippee! (laughs) But I have to say, it was interesting. It was something that happened between me and someone in my chosen family, which is, you know, as... Uh, Nancy mentioned, we have our birth family, which kind of instills these buttons in us, right? Instills this stuff in us. And then we have our chosen family, which helps us to recover and heal from that. So when this happened, I was like, my initial thing was hurt and okay, that's it. And then I said, okay, wait, what do I need to do? So first I started with Ho'oponopono. And right from there, I went to I have to look at the second agreement of the four agreements, which is don't take things personally. And once I did that, it transformed. I was no longer angry. I was no longer upset. I no longer had to shut this person out. And so just to kind of back up and remind you what Ho'oponopono is, It's an ancient Hawaiian practice where pono in Hawaiian means correction, balance, and wholeness. And the belief in the Hawaiian spirituality for eons is when something is wrong in the community, in the family, birth or chosen in the body, it means that something is off in the spirit. And when Western medicine came along, that was considered savage, pagan, superstitious. But now, Western medicine is actually catching up. We are wholeness. And when we are off in our psyche, in our spiritual well-being, it will show up in our families and in our bodies. And we can approach it, anything that's out of balance, by remembering who we are and what we are. Taking this kind of responsibility does not mean blaming at all. It means have the opportunity or the ability to respond to our thinking in this moment, respond to our thinking in this moment. And it's a choice. It's a choice to be mindful. What are we thinking and how must we change that thinking? And it's amazing the power of Ho'oponopono. So whenever we're feeling or believing in someone's lack or separation, or someone is coming at us or doing something to us, not to engage in that level, but to say, I'm sorry, please forgive me, thank you, and I love you. That's the mantra of Ho'oponopono. I'm sorry you are in pain, please forgive me. I'm sorry that this world hurts you. I'm sorry this is happening. Please forgive me any way that I'm holding you, anything that I'm contributing to this consciousness to keep this situation going, anything my ancestors have done, please forgive me. Thank you for the restoration of balance. And I love you. You could say this out loud, or you could say it to yourself. You could say it holding that person in your heart, or you could just say it without holding anybody in your heart. It transforms what's going on within us. It's the alchemy that happens within us that changes everything else because our thoughts change about the situation and about the person. It creates harmony in us. Doing this in our own consciousness doesn't excuse the person or the situation And doesn't excuse us from having the crucial conversation that we have to have with the person. But what it does do, it allows us to be in harmony. It allows us to no longer be the victim or the victor. It allows us to show up as an equal with love in our hearts and say, how can this be better? How can we heal from this? What's really going on? So, at Unity, we believe healing can come from changing our thoughts, right? Well, forgiveness is giving way for a new thought. This will change and can change every aspect of our lives. We will be healed in our relationship life, we will be healed in our financial life, we will be healed in our mental, and we'll be healed in our spiritual life as we do this forgiveness practice over and over again. It leads us to knowing the power of wholeness and healing that's already in us. We realign our thinking we begin to have an expanded consciousness of the awareness of the good that we are. And it demonstrates in our life. And when we begin to live a different life in God, it will not only change our life, but it will change the world. As each one of us change, we will help change the world. Hatred cannot stand against people who know that they are the love of God. So, what do we need to do? How do we know when is the time? Where, where we need to do forgiveness? We need to know this when we find ourselves forgetting who we are. Maybe it shows up in our finances. Maybe in our love life, wanting to meet someone and it isn't happening. Well, because we forgot who we are. Possibly in how we believe our country is being run and you find yourself only criticizing Or maybe in our career we feel stuck. It's those places where we have to do ho'oponopono, our forgiveness work. What is yours to do when it comes to remembering your oneness with God? See, the part of us that is God is that part that never changes. It's always there. The peace that surpasses all understanding is always inside of us. Bliss is always inside of us. Joy and love is always inside of us. It's our ego that edges God out and allows us to forget. And when we take classes, you may ask what's happening when we take classes or we listen to a spiritual talk and and we implement what we hear. Like, why is that? Why does that have to happen? Well, it has to happen because our humanness has forgotten who we are. And it brings us back to that God self that is within us. In The Course in Miracles, it says, um, our separation from God is the only lack that we need to correct. So those of us who want peace can only find it by complete forgiveness. When we say we want peace, what we really want is to find God within us. So wouldn't you agree, if you found God within you, would you need to lose weight, have more money, get that next car? We tend to look outside of ourselves and at our physical to think, that that's what's going to make us happy, right? But it's all in here. It's all remembering who we are. Maybe what you want to do is write down those things that you think are going to make you happy and remember the limitlessness of God that is within you. What we really want is God. Would you need more money or would you want more money if you knew you had the limitless power of God within you? Probably not. All of these things that we look for outside of ourselves are false versions of God. The fact that we're even asking for something or thinking something is missing is that we have forgotten our oneness with God. If we can heal the fear of something, we no longer have to worry about that thing. Heal the fear of not having enough money. No God is limitless. Like I said in the course of miracles, It talks about forgiveness and healing as one. As I mentioned earlier, the Course says our separation from God is the only lack we need to correct. It also says you who want peace can only find it by complete forgiveness. You cannot have healing without forgiveness. Think of unforgiveness as cancer. Cancer starts in one place, and if it's left unattained. looked at, it goes throughout the whole body. Unforgiveness is the same thing. It might be one person, one thing that we can't forgive, but that affects everything in our life. It's like a cancer. It's also self-abuse, and I'll get to that a little bit later, but to heal the separation of God, we must forgive our sense of difference. I am here and God is there. Anything that is standing in the way of knowing the love of God is right here with me, not over there, is what needs to be forgiven. Healing is revealing the wholeness that we already are, letting go of the sense of separation. And in this, we're asking that the miracle that is already in us be made welcome and revealed in the world. Wherever you are struggling to know this power within you, the answer is not going to come from outside. It's going to come from that higher consciousness that we call Christ consciousness, which is why we light that candle, right? It's to remind us of our oneness, remind us of the consciousness that we have. It's not about a man. It's about our consciousness. Eric Butterworth in The Power From Within says, There is that in you that is greater than your weakness, stronger than your fears. We are all asleep to our greater self. We are all asleep to that Christ consciousness. And we are here every week to know our own divinity, right? I mean, that's why we walk up those stairs, is to be reminded of that. But we can't do that without forgiveness. Forgiveness was taught or is taught by Jesus of Nazareth when he was in his earthly ministry in John 9, 6 and 7, the story of the blind man. His disciples asked, who sinned, him or his parents, that he was born blind? Jesus said, neither. He is not blind because someone sinned. This is happening so the work of God can be revealed. Then Jesus spit in the mud and made a clay and put it on the man's eyes and told him to wash in the pool of Siloam, and he was healed. There's a lot of metaphysics in this story. Whatever you're up against, you're not being punished. I thought I was being punished when my friend made the choice and hurt my feelings. Actually, it was the motive I assigned that choice that hurt me. It wasn't what my friend did. It was in my life so the work of God could be revealed. It was in my life so I could remember my talk from September and do Ho'oponopono and the second agreement. Anything that you're going through is so the work of God may be revealed. Personally, I believe that's the same for our nation. The division and polarization is here so that the work of God may be revealed. Another story is Matthew, when Jesus crossed, is in Matthew when Jesus crossed the Sea of Galilee and people knew he was a healer and they brought their friend who was on a pallet. Jesus says, my son, your sins are forgiven. The religious leaders who were gathered around said, who does he think he is? This is blasphemous if he, a man, thinks he can forgive sins. Jesus knew their thoughts and he said, which is more difficult to say, your sins are forgiven or rise up and walk. And to show that God was given has given him authority, he turned to the man on the pallet and said, rise up, take your mat and walk home. And the man rose up, took his mat and walked home. Our forgiveness is required not because we have sinned against God and we think God is keeping score and is wanting to punish us or send us to hell, Sin is an archery term, which is missing the mark. The mark we missed is that we have not embodied the indwelling Christ. We have forgotten. We missed the mark, but we can be forgiven of missing the mark. Then, too, we can rise and walk to where God is calling us to go. As long as we are convinced of our inadequacy, our feeling of not deserving, we are paralyzed to be the We are paralyzed to not be the good that God wants us to be. The forgiveness that is required is not of God. It is of ourselves. We must allow ourselves to be exactly where we are so we can rise above and step into a new reality, step into a newer, deeper reality of who we are. So the steps to change are awareness, acceptance, and then action. So we have to become aware of who we are and where we're doing this. When we see people creating violence, they don't know who they are. They have forgotten, so maybe we could see the God in them too. Like what Einstein said about problem solving, you can't solve a problem from the same place the problem was created. You have to move from that. We cannot forgive if we think there is an offense against us. God can, and God is within us. I ask forgiveness to set me free. This asking rises us up, even if we don't feel like it. You ask, and this is when the grace of God comes. So something that happened to me, I don't know if I've ever shared it with you, but 30-something years ago, I was dating a man I thought I was going to marry. I was very much in love with him, and he broke up with me. And he had his car, I had my car, and we had an argument, and he got in his car, and he was backing up to leave, and I decided to step behind his car because I didn't want to go on. I wanted to be dead, and I wanted him to kill me, so I stepped behind his car while he was going in reverse. Well, needless to say, that plan didn't work. <laughs> so he comes out, he's screaming at me. I, we end up leaving, and I told the story. I went to a friend's house, you know, hysterical, and she said, That's not normal. <laughs> you can't be doing that. You know, there's meetings out there. It's called Codependence Anonymous. You better get yourself to a meeting. So I did. I was so broken. I thought I was unworthy of going on if I, didn't, if I wasn't in a relationship, if I didn't have this man. And it was in those rooms that I learned to forgive myself for that kind of thinking, to think that I wasn't deserving, to rise above that. And my point in telling you this is, you don't have to be that broken. You don't have to stand behind a moving car, you know? But you do have to be humble. You do have to be willing to change and take a look and be really honest with yourself. My letting go and asking for forgiveness allowed the grace to come in. If you wait until you want to ask for forgiveness, you might be waiting a long time. Just ask for the willingness and with that comes humility and the grace of God is made welcome. Michael Beckwith talks about turning the other cheek. Stop taking things personally. Arguing with an issue is an issue. But if it's not a person, even though it's coming through a person, turn the other cheek, not so that they can punch you on the other side, but to give it another thought. Give it different energy. You're the, um, a child of the Most High God. We have that ability to turn the other cheek and to bring different energy. Because any energy that we send out has stamped on it. Return to sender. So if we're going to send out blame, jealousy, insecurity, it's coming back to us. But if we send out forgiveness and love and gratitude, that's coming back to us too. So think about it. What is the energy you want to send out? Do you want it back? Look at everything coming in your direction and standing in your authentic self, in the truth of who you are, you are able to turn and give another energy. You are able to turn your cheek. Sometimes it's compassion. Sometimes it's patience. Sometimes it's kindness. Sometimes it's love. Sometimes it's prayer. You can turn the other cheek and give a new energy, which means you have become strong or stronger in your true nature, your Christ nature. This leads to freedom. Turning your other cheek allows you to step into the energy of freedom versus the reactionary mind that gives back what it got. And you keep going into this downward spiral instead of an upward spiral of love. Lack of forgiveness is one of the highest states of self-abuse. You are saying to the universe, send that energy back to me again and again. I want to experience that again. It's resentment, it's resent over and over again. It's particularly true if you're holding yourself hostage for a mistake that you have made. The unforgiveness creates a cyclical loop in the mind along with the toxic chemicals that go with it. It becomes addictive, the loop of self-abuse, self-absorption, and ego, determining that you only feel good when you feel bad. The message becomes, I feel bad, therefore I am. I have drama, therefore I am. It is the reverse of the life principle that is within you, which is that is leading you into levels of bliss and ecstasy, levels of joy and well-being, unbound by circumstance, not determined by circumstance. Bliss and ecstasy that can come in any moment. And all you have to say is, just for today, just for this second, I am willing to let it be all right. I'm willing to let it go. This is the power of forgiveness. So what do you do if somebody really hurts you? Hang on, guys. If you want to change it, pray for them. Bless them. Really, truly wish that they find happiness in their life. All my, This is where the alchemy will happen. All minds are joined, are joined. So if I pray for happiness, one of two things will happen. Either the person will behave differently or I won't care. It's hard in the beginning. This is where patience comes in. Somebody had said patience. This is where patience comes in. Because we don't want to forgive. We want to be right, and we want to be righteous. But with that comes toxicity. Do you really want that in your body? Do you really want those chemicals released in your body? Probably not. It's much easier to bless than to blame. The principle of divine compensation. Oh, this was another really good piece. This was from Miriam Williamson. Um, so if, if you're in a situation and you're really angry at somebody because you feel like they've taken something from you, whether it's love, a job, money, if it's yours, the universe is holding it for you. But if your heart is closed to it because you can't forgive this person, the universe can't bring it to you. So you have to open your heart And the only way that can be done is through forgiveness. Know that the universe is holding whatever is yours. They're holding it for you. You just have to be ready for it. So, I want to mention, forgiveness is not forgiving someone and holding on to the thought that they will get their just desserts for what they have done to me. True forgiveness is when you actually pray that they receive their greatest dreams. Whenever you feel resistance of any kind, say this prayer. I ask forgiveness to set us both free. That's it, I ask forgiveness to set us both free. Trust and allow, this is what forgiveness does for us. We think we can have everything where it should be. We will be happy. That is not the truth. Everything is exactly where it should be already. We just have to allow and grow and change and expand. We are pliable, open channels, which can heal through forgiveness, allowing, and grace. Wholeness and love are the nature of human reality. If I allow God to move through me, show me where I am wrong, resistance, controlling, I begin to shift, I begin to lift. I am open to a possibility I never knew existed. To move beyond our own perspective is to step into a unified consciousness of humanity. If you are willing to move with me in this space of openness, the space of forgiveness, letting the flow of God move us where God wants us to be, we can change the world. But you have to be willing to forgive. Possibly using the second agreement, don't take things personally. Using ho'oponopono, I'm sorry, please forgive me, thank you, and I love you. Pray for them. Bless them. Be willing to forgive yourself first by seeing where you are keeping yourself separate from God. Thank you. I'm your companion in prayer, possibility, and power. I love you. I appreciate you. And know that you are blessed and a blessing.